welcome to episode four of Being Brown. This episode, we continue our journey through time and dad tells us his experiences through the 70s and the 80s. And we played uh, teams and, you know, strangely enough, all the teams we were playing, mm. there wasn't any other Indians in their teams. Mm-hmm. So the league we were at was, yeah. was you know, predominantly just, just full of like a, a English white teams. Mm. Um, and again, you don't bat an eyelid because mm. you just associate playing the game that you you starting to to enjoy and love. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I remember going to this one particular ground. I was actually in goal, and that was my first experience of of if you like racism. Because uh, it was kind of sorry for interrupting. So because it was around kind of that time where the National Front kind of started to kind of emerge yeah. and kind of target. Uh, I know black football players kind of within matches and stuff like that. So I think is you'd start. Was it was it kind of around that time that you started? Yeah, the National Front were were still like I think they were there. They were there like underlying current of 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 of, of our society, um, and and I wouldn't put it down to 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 these people being members of the National Front. Mm. I think it was more a case of ignorance and. Um, I remember just when I I remember making this really good save once and mm. there was about five or six guys behind us mm. um, and these guys started, you know, using words that uh, I don't want to be repeating. Mm. And he, he says, you know, you should be doing this. You should be playing another sport mm. like cricket because mm. this is for us. You know, how can you stop that goal? And he was mm. like, it was that kind of being personal, but mm. also with the innuendo of, of racism. Mm. And then when I made another save again, uh, it was a case of they used the the P word and mm. say, you're a jammy P, you are, mm. mate. And I says, uh, and I just looked over my shoulder and I just blanked it out. I mm. thought, okay, I'm playing football here. I, I, I'm not listening to anything else around mm. me. But that wasn't being ignorant to the fact that there's somebody behind me that didn't like me for being a good goalkeeper. Mm. I'm now thinking this guy doesn't like me because of the color mm. of my skin. Um, and that, that was my first kind of real, real sort of like experience. And when I told a couple of my teammates, look, these guys, and they said, look, you know, unfortunately you, you're going to get it. Mm. All you do is just go out there and play the team, play, play for the team mm. and do, cause we are, we were, we were unique because there wasn't another Indian team mm. and we were like the first Indian team that played in, 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 in that league or in that, around that area. And it was a full kind of Indian team. A hundred percent full. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, and again, you know, it derived from from uh, a couple of guys getting together, playing football in, in, in at the park, and then we decided we wanted to make a team, and then it, you know it formed as as being the, the name Barad, mm. you know, um, and I was very very proud to play for them for mm-hmm. for, for for a few seasons, you know. Mm. Um, and I remember going to, to various other little random, you know, villages mm. and, you know, it used to be lovely sort of facilities, changing mm. rooms and things like this. But then again, the crowd mm. uh, and even some of the players, um, I remember making a couple of good, good saves uh, on, on, on a few numerous occasions because I used to be a reasonable goalkeeper. <laughs> and uh, I remember the, the, the guy that I'd, that I'd make the save of, uh, it wouldn't just sort of like, you know, uh, be be um, disappointed that he didn't score, mm. but he was kind of getting a bit personal. Mm. He says, you know, various words and using the word P again. Mm. Um, and again, to me, uh, I, 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 I shrugged it off because mm. 
I, I blanked out the fact yeah. that the word that was used against me, I just focused on the fact that I made a really good save and I was really happy with that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't care whether, whether the guy was, was, was black, white, yellow or anything mm -hmm. in front of me. I just wanted to sort of make sure that he didn't score past me. Mm. Uh, and that was my sort of sole motivation. So we, we, we came across a few, few instances like that mm. where, where it would actually get a little bit, uh, if you like racist, um, because we were the only team uh, that, that was in the league, as I say, with the, that were, that were, that were not white mm. um so yeah they're, they're, those were sort of early recollections of you know my, my, my sort of sporting mm. um uh, with 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 facing this racism and kind of within uh, you know w w in that time at that point in time did you kind of did you have that re the um i guess the did you do you understand the, the connotation between that word and kind of what it meant or you know because you were what 15 16 at this point yeah 16 did 16 you, years old yeah yeah had you heard yeah. it before this point did you know what it meant did you yeah of, yeah yeah i remember i mean I, a couple of instances i had at school um i remember this one one particular um day we were we were, we were playing uh, we were no, we were, we were doing cross country. Mm. I think I may have mentioned this in my last pod. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned yeah. Um, and these, these these two guys came up to me, and um, you know they they used the word P. They sort of pushed and shoved, and there was this other guy that was behind us, mm. um, who who I, who who I well, sort of treated as a friend, and and he had been all, all the way through to my 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 first and last day of school, mm. uh, and he was almost like my my guardian angel mm. that I'd, I could kind of rely on yeah, yeah, uh, to, saying, yeah. to, to sort of, um, you know, call back on. Mm. But that, you know, yeah, I, I knew that the, the, the word that they were going, they were using mm. was, was, was aimed towards my, my color only. I don't think had I actually tried to put them right and said, actually, I'm actually, I'm not from that part of the world or that mm. country. I'm from this. Uh, I, I think they probably wouldn't have been able to have comprehended the fact that, um, I'm, I'm trying to put them right mm. um, and, you know, correct their geography as opposed to being sort of, if you like, uh, direct and, and, and funny with them, as it were. Mm. Um, and that, that's the way I looked at it. You know, if somebody had actually said that to me, I, I would think, well, yeah, OK, you're calling me that, but I'm actually not from that country. So you can, you know, call me the other word, if you mm. like, because that's where I'm from. Mm. Um, and then, you know, moving on from from that the next stage of my my sort of life was you know i went into in, into like retail management mm. went for an interview got the job mm. um and then over a short period of time i i sort of managed to you know get get through and and, and become a, a sort of like a, a sort of section manager and then ultimately i then moved away from this area where I was brought up, brought up. Uh, uh, sorry for interrupting again. So uh, was at that time kind of when you were around, was it 18, you got a, was it a store, was it a deputy store manager position? It was a, it's a department manager. Department manager. Department manager, yeah. And yeah. so kind of at that time, was it unusual for kids your age to kind of, kind of have a job like that? Was it, or were you kind of an anomaly and what, 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 what was it? How did you kind of get into that role and what did you need to, in terms of a qualifications wise or experience, how do you manage to do that at that age? I think at that stage, it was a case that uh, the, you know, the company had opened up a store mm. um, and my sisters were working there and they said that there was actually vacancies for a trainee manager. Mm. Um, and 
I, I just literally, I sort of went in the next day after they told me, mm. um, because um, uh, Ranjan Auntie, my mm. Ranjan, my sister, said to to the store manager, look, my my brother might be interested in in, in working as a training manager, mm. um, and I I went in and there was like three guys that were interviewing. Uh, and again, I didn't. I didn't look at it any from from any other any other perspective apart from the fact that okay, I'm just applying for a job here. Yeah. Um, didn't think of my age or anything. And literally, as soon as the interview finished, um, about two hours later, got a phone call say, you know, we were very impressed with what you said. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have any specific higher qualifications. I, I was actually later to find out. Um, that there were five other people that applied for the same job mm. and two of them were actually university degree uh, graduates. Mm. Um, but it was it was the case, I think they, they, they saw in me somebody that had the right temperament, the right attitude, yeah. the sort of, I will do what, what I need to, uh, to, to set off, you know, um, succeed within reason, of course, mm-hmm. you know, I'd, I'd, I'd work hard, I'd, I'd be flexible to my approach. Um, and I think they, they sort of kind of warmed to that um, and that's what kind of got me into the job in the first place. Yeah. Then, of course, my, then my merit and hard work got me to the next stage, which was going in towards um, not just the section, section manager, but then mm. going in towards deputy manager and then ultimately getting into a into a manager role. Mm. So it's interesting. So even back then, even though you were kind of in the midst of kind of in the quote-unquote kind of packy bashing era and mm. you were you know uh, a young indian man in uh, where was it where was this store western was it western well it was initially in, in wellingborough yeah and then western fable in northampton that's right um and then after that they were um looking for um somebody to manage a, a store down in um south southeast in, mm-hmm. in harlow mm. um and that well again you know, I, I, I thought nothing of it. I went into the store uh, and I, at the time, I remember there was only one Afro-Caribbean guy, mm. uh, Harlow's in Essex. Mm. Um, and I think it was my second day. Mm. Uh, I actually just um, said to the, the store manager, I'm just, just going out for some lunch, mm. just going to get something. And he actually said, um, do you really need to? I mm. said, yeah just just to get a sandwich he says I, I wouldn't advise it mate and i said okay why not he said well look it's it's not the nicest of of, of centers not the nicest of areas i said okay i'll just go to this like sandwich place mm. just i could see it just across the store mm. um and he said okay mate it's you know it's your, it's your shout mm. but just just be careful mm. i said okay i no, and again i didn't heed i was i was i was 19 19 maybe yeah yeah about 18 19 mm. years old um going into a, like a, a completely different town from where i was brought up mm. um and then no yeah 19 20 i think it was mm. around that time anyway the, the, i was i was uh I, I went out to the shopping center i looked around and i saw this and i just walked around with a sandwich in my hand mm. and just looking and observing again i saw no other mm. Um, ethnic minority yeah, people yeah. Uh, and I actually walked past this bench and there was about 
eight nice skinheads sitting there mm. uh, with three or four girls. Um, and they were like chantering amongst themselves. And uh, then the focus became on me. They were, mm. you know, they, they started to use that, that, that P word mm. again. And uh, it says, what are you doing in our area? Get out, go back home. Um, and I just, just, just brushed it off. Mm. I, I thought nothing of it. Mm. Um, and then when I walked back into the store, I, I, I realized that that was full on blatant racism. Mm. Um, and I thought, no, hang on, I, I, I shouldn't have to face that. Mm. I'm actually here to to work, uh, to do a job. Um, and strange enough, the the store manager he was he was on lookout for me. He mm. he actually came to me. He says, "You okay?" I said, "Yeah." He says, "Do you know what I mean?" I said, "I know exactly what you mean mm. now." Uh, I said, "It shouldn't happen." He said, "Why?" And he and I said to him, "What? What? Why? What, what's going on?" What? He said, "Unfortunately." That's that's the area, mm. you know. Um, you'll just have to be careful of when when you do certain things. Um, when you go out, um, just 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 be careful. That's mm. because it, unfortunately, the area that you're living in is is predominantly uh, is, is 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 white people, mm. um, and unfortunately, there is an element of the the sort of national front uh, uh, strength around here. Mm. Um, and these were all guys that you know, like the spin-off from the East End mm. in, in London, mm. uh, where where you know, obviously the skinheads um, were sort of around, and obviously they were, they were pretty much most places but mm -hmm. it was quite a, quite a heavy contingency yeah. uh, and you know they sort of came in towards Harlow um, and that's that's that was my experience of it then I thought okay I'm just going to be careful and probably just going to make sure I, I just pack some lunch from home <laughs> as opposed to to going out for a walk at yeah. lunchtime you know uh, and that, that was my my sort of experience there and again there was no there was no fighting. There was no, you, you know, in the news, you, you could hear uh, there used to be like uh, little riots and, mm. and rallies. You know, the National Front were holding a riot. Um, and then there used to be various like crimes that you could hear of. And they used to be involved with uh, ethnic minorities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there was riots going on every now and then mm. that you saw nothing of because mm. you, you know, as, 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 as you, as you sort of like, go along in life and uh, unfortunately it's not a case of being naive or ignorant you think well it's not affected me directly mm. so it, it didn't really affect you uh, and that's why you didn't you didn't worry too much and care too much about it you mm. know and mm. that's that that was that was kind of my my mentality um and and, and to a certain extent it was a case well i'm actually doing what i want to do here which is earn some money yeah. and to be successful with this company mm. uh and that that was my motivation. I mm. didn't I didn't try to use an excuse yeah. of thinking, well, I ain't gonna hang around here because I'm gonna get mm. beat up or whatever, you know? Mm. Um so that was that was my 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 real distinct impression of of, of racism straight away there and then. Well, that's, that's what I was gonna say. So so kind of in the midst of all this happening, even kind of you were in the the kind of the I won't say the birth of racism, but it was kind of when racism was kind of almost on the rise in the UK and to kind of have have had that that success that you've had in your career is actually quite remarkable in 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 that, in that era. Not to say that you weren't capable, but obviously to kind of have to to be quite strong-headed to to continue through that. What happened kind of after that? So you obviously experienced this. How how much longer were you there? before you kind of experienced or before you kind of went to your next stage and yeah i mean after that i um uh, I, I i sort of like moved back to northampton after after i think i was there probably about 
seven or eight months and mm. I was down to certain personal situations mm. as well mm. um, and I was really missing home mm. because you know this was like completely new territory for territory for me mm. um, and when I when I just moved back home um, I moved back to to Wellingborough and then working back in actual fact the company mm. uh, I said look you know we, we need you to if you, you want to come back to to to, to work in in this store where where you you made your name mm. um, then I, I I actually sort of went back to Western Favel and went into towards as a as a deputy uh, section manager, which mm. was you know at the time it was actually one of the biggest stores in mm. Europe. So to to sort of like make that 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 post and that grade, uh, I, I felt really privileged and proud. Um, and again, when you when you're back in in an area that you're comfortable with, you you just focus a lot more on just just what you're doing. Mm. And yeah, there were there were little situations, shoplifters getting personal with you because mm-hmm. of your color, uh, and that was all part of it. Um, and there used to be that that was the time when the IRA were 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 so like um, in 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 full strength. Mm. You know, bombings were happening up and down the country in Ireland regularly. Mm. Um, there was like the Birmingham pub bombings, and we had on numerous occasions we used to have uh, alarms alarm calls to say, look, uh, suspected package mm. left. So you used to have to evacuate the whole store. Mm. It used to be a common occurrence. Mm. You know, they they used to have the, a, a code, and um, everybody. All the staff had to just usher all the customers mm. out. You waited outside until mm. the police came and checked uh, to make sure that the actual premises was safe. Yeah. Sometimes you'd stand there for hours mm. um, if if it was just like a hoax call. And we used mm. to get quite a lot of hoax calls because mm-hmm. I think the whole idea of this is just to to up, to upset the system. Yeah. To, to to sort of like knock things out. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and again, that to me was 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 a kind of very uh, subtle blatant kind of human right mm. racism also mm. um because these guys who for whatever reason they were doing um were doing it for their beliefs mm. and that was down to their their belief in the race or mm. whatever um so that that kind of uh, situation happened uh quite, quite a bit in my in, in my upbringing in my in my stages of of, of being a manager mm. and then they used to have like rallies and marches uh, and when i when I moved up to um, Northwest Birmingham, mm. uh, again, predominantly there was quite a lot of uh, English white people. There was a few, few sort of smidgens of of, of Asian people around, yeah. a few black people around. And again, they used to do marches. Um, they used to, they used to have the National Front marches mm. and skinheads. And so when that happened, I remember one time we had to actually close the store mm. because. Um, they'd planned to march past the store mm. uh, and A, because of the vandalism that could potentially happen inside the store, mm. there was there was always that, that safety element and yeah. the staff that were working in the store were from ethnic minority backgrounds. So yeah, yeah. there was that element. Uh, and again, even in management, you realise, hang on, the company actually have got their own interests at heart, which is fine, but they're also taking into account that there are potentially people that, that could be affected by this mm. directly as well. Mm. Okay, so you, that's when you kind of started to kind of, uh, that's, you know, approaching the 80s or in the 80s. And it's kind of, it's the next kind of decade or so is when you started, I don't know if whether you'd kind of considered getting married or, 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 you know, wanted to settle down or whatever. But, you know, that would, would have been a challenge in itself, I guess, you know, fatherhood and kind of how, how was, how did that kind of play out for you? 
Well, I knew um, that, you know, ultimately that life and society and times are changing. And the way you, you, you kind of look at it, you know, is that, that as, as a parent, you think, you know, you always want best for, for, for your family. Mm. Um, and you, you, you will do pretty much anything within reason to make sure that you're doing uh, what, what's needed mm. to, 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 if you like, educate, to pre-warn, to, mm. to, to make your, your child into the best person they can mm. be. Um, and that, that can be not just through education as in academics, but education as in um, being a good person to themselves and mm. others and to be um, of, of the mindset that, look, everything is not rose-tinted. Things can happen in life. Mm. Um, and I think realistically, with what you learn uh, as you go through life, you, you want to pass on on good to to your nearest and dearest and obviously your children are your your closest to your heart mm. so um it, it was a case that okay i i really want to make sure i let them know of this mm. and that could potentially happen and if it does what is the best way to deal with it excellent so i think that i um i think what would be good to talk about kind of next episode would be to kind of how you got us through those kind of next kind of early stages of our life and kind of how you kind of, uh, I don't know how you took what you learned in your kind of youth and, and helped us get through mm. um, kind of our youth and understand who we were as people. Um, cool. Okay. Um, how are you feeling today? Yeah, good. Yeah. I feel, um, again, like I said to you last time, it's, uh, it's good to spend this, is this good quality time with you and also it's nice to sort of like reminisce a little bit as well yep. about about childhood mm. but at the same time um hopefully you know anybody that's kind of listening to this mm. will think well yeah i i i can relate to that mm. i, I kind of went through this and um maybe some of the, the, the questions that you're asking mm. um they could be asking themselves those questions mm. and getting those answers not just by the stuff that i probably have experienced but mm. they can relate to and you know if, if this if this just can be a little platform to 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 to, to let people mm. be aware but yeah it's, it's good uh, I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it and i can't wait for the next one fantastic so that was episode four of uh, being brown thank you for listening to that we are now available on uh, all sorts of podcast platforms dad why don't you tell us where the where the people can listen to our podcast well, you can listen to us on the Apple Podcast, the Spotify, the Anchor, or wherever you listen to your favourite podcast. <laughs> the Spotify. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Did I say the Spotify? <laughs> Spotify. Uh, cool. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you again, Dad, for joining us. Um, we're hoping to get some cool and interesting, uh, more cool and more interesting guests on the podcast at some point. Um, but, um, yeah, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure for me and Dad. Pleasure for me as well, as always. See you in the next one.